This is the Cigar Snob Podcast. I'm Nick Jimenez. Our office got a visit from Eric Espinosa, the founder of Espinosa Cigars, which is known for brands like La Ranja, 601, and Murcielago. As long as he was here, we figured we'd sit him down in front of a mic for a conversation with our publisher, Eric Calvino, that ended up touching on his cigars, his singing, and his bucket list. But first, a word from our sponsor, Safra Rum. At Cigar Snob Magazine, we know that man cannot live on water alone, which is why we keep a healthy stockpile of Safra rum at the office. I'm Nick Jimenez, Senior Editor of Cigar Snob Magazine, and I'm here to tell you that every time we crack open a bottle of Safra rum, we are impressed. In fact, I'm kind of hydrating with Safra rum right now. It's unlike anything else, in part because of Safra's small batch approach. They use only hand-cut sugarcane and process it into top-grade molasses, distill in column stills, and ferment in a proprietary locally grown yeast. The rum master then ages the virgin rum in carefully selected bourbon oak casks. The end result is a rum masterpiece that's great for top-shelf cocktails, drinking it on the rocks, or even just drinking it neat, which, by the way, is what we did when we paired this in the pages of Cigar Snob magazine with the Oliva Serie B Melanio, but it goes great with just about any cigar. Here's what we had to say about Safra rum. Quote, the rum introduces smooth, honey, caramel, and molasses flavors that start to complement the coffee, chocolate, and spice from the cigar. Safra also received an exceptional 95-point rating from the Beverage Tasting Institute, so we are not the only ones who are crazy about this stuff. It's just another one of their prestigious awards. Ask for Safra Rum at your favorite retailer, restaurant, or bar. Make sure you follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Safra Rum. That's Z-A-F-R-A Rum. Safra Rum. Always drink responsibly, and remember that there is no rum without Safra. All right, and now here's Eric Calvino's interview with Eric Espinosa of Espinosa Cigars. So, Eric, you're a, you're a veteran of this business. You, uh, you've been at this for a while, uh, but maybe some people don't know, you know, don't know enough about you. So tell us first uh, a little bit about yourself and the company. Well, I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, I've, um, I've done just about everything there is to do in this industry. Um, I don't know everything, but I've done just about everything. I, I started off working in a warehouse, cigar warehouse, and then I um, became a, um, an in-house rep. I became a sales manager. I had my own retail shop. I became an uh, independent broker, and now I have my own factory in uh, Nicaragua, Arizona. Um, you know, through all those years, I've been doing it for 20 years. I've picked up a lot of knowledge, and uh, I finally, you know, I've always wanted to to make my own cigars. And, and you always about, wanted to be in a podcast. And I've always wanted to be in a podcast. <laughs> this is my first. I'm a little nervous. Don't be. Don't be. We're gentle. Are you gentle? <laughs> no, actually, I like the mic. <laughs> we know that. If yeah. we have time, we can we can get Eric singing. Uh, no, 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 no. I said to no myself, no singing today. No, the the only one. I said I, the to o- myself, if ever I'm on a cigars not podcast, I will not sing. You know, no. <laughs> you know what happened a couple of days ago? I was in um, Kaufner Brewery. Uh, you even asked me about him today. Um, great beer, phenomenal guys out there, and uh, and they had a live band, and they wanted me to sing, so I uh, started singing. Um, uh, Folsom Blues. Folsom Prison uh, Blues. Folsom Prison Blues. But I had the lyrics on my phone, and uh, 
and I halfway through the song, they were calling me. So <laughs> I lost the lyrics, and I messed up the whole song. And then I went back to the song I know all the words to, which is Four Non Blondes, uh, you know, uh, What's Going On. That is that is the song I've heard you sing the most. 25 years and my life is still. There it is. There <laughs> no, it no, is. I'm not singing that. I got to I got to I got to get. My next one's going to be Wonderwall. I love that song. But yeah? I don't I don't know all the words to it though. Kind of like Folsom Prison. Do you like Folsom Prison? Yeah, they mention a cigar in Folsom they Prison. They do. Yeah, yeah. The smoking big cigars. Yeah, smoking big cigars, yeah. So, I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. There you go. Well, if, if we if you want, Nick, we can get into it, but no, no, no. All right, so, uh, so, but what about Espinosa Cigars, the company? Well, you know, after doing all that, working for other people, helping uh, other companies build their business, I, I, um, one of the few dads that uh, I got my son out of college. That was a topic for later, but let's get into it now. Well, I mean, um, you know, I, I wanted to make my own cigars because you know, when you have other people making your your cigars, you got to wait. And, you know, in production and if you back orders and nobody makes money on back orders. And uh, I got kind of fed up with all that. And I said, uh, you know, I wanted to do it, but I couldn't do it by myself. So my son was going to college and I told him, listen, I, I need your help. And I thought you can continue doing college, you know, taking them online, courses online. And, um, of course, I got a call from, from his mother and, and I told her, look, this is either the smartest thing I've ever done or the dumbest thing I've ever done, you know, but we will soon find out. And thank God, you know, knock on wood, you know, we've been very successful. Uh, for Micah, you can knock on wood. It's for no, I'm Micah. kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we got to find some wood. Um, but, um, you know, and it's a dream. Look, we we have a saying in the company, if you love what you do for a living, you'll never work a day in your life. And uh, just working with my son, it's incredible, you know, having him next to me. And he loves the business. If he didn't like it, it'd be something different yeah. but i was gonna say he, he's a great kid but he's not he's a man he's a grown he, man he, now he, he's, but a he's a grown a great man guy. And, and and you know and uh we got a great team working with us now you know hector helps me with the blends go down there you know we've gotten a lot of great ratings in uh and uh the industry which we made number 17 cigar the Michelago yep, yep, on, yep. On the Michelago. yeah that's uh also he's not letting me actually ask the question i think he's looking at my list and then like <laughs> segueing but uh no the Michelago was uh, a tremendous cigar last year for us. I mean, we loved it. So it came in 17 on our list with a 92 rating. So for us, you know, and and, I'm, and that's exactly what I'm smoking right now. So I really enjoy the cigar. I, I think it should have been a lot uh, lower on the list, but that's all right. That's, uh... <laughs> or higher, right? You mean uh, a lower number. A lower number. Higher rating. I mean. So Like single digits, not uh, double digits. It is. It is. It, it is an excellent cigar. But, there, uh, but we have next year, right? But there is always next year. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but no, but seriously, about the cigar, not that I'm, I want to change the topic, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, the cigar is actually, uh, unlike some of, of your other high-ranking cigars, it's not made at La Zona. No, it's uh, AJ uh, makes it for me, and and so people Fernandez. ask me why AJ Fernandez. Yeah, people ask me if you have your own factory, why would you have someone else make your uh, some of the cigars for you? It's it's easy. Listen, he he gets some of the best uh, tobacco known to mankind, and um, he's got that beautiful. The, you know, the hardest wrappers to get out of Nicaragua right now, uh, which actually neither one are grown in Nicaragua, is uh, the Mexican San Andre and the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. Yep. And both rappers, you know, I have a hard time getting it. And once that I do get are not very good. You know, yeah, I, I get the quality that you I like. get like some of the scraps and then I got to go buying and buy from friends. And um, I got kind of tired of that. And I went to buy some of the rapper from him. And he goes, man, you know, you're my friend and I love you. But, uh, 
you, you're taking my best wrapper. And, and I said, well, yeah, that's what I want. And he goes, well, let me make the cigar for you. And I said, well, that, that's a thought. I said, uh, but, you, you know, your production, you know, do you have room to, to make it for me? Well, he tells me he just bought a factory in Ocotal, which is like uh, 40 minutes away from. Uh, he tells you 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, but it, he, yeah. he makes it in 10. Yeah, <laughs> he makes it in 10. Uh, and texting, by the way. <laughs> yes. The whole way. The entire way. Yeah, on the and, and, um, Carretera Panamericana. Flying. Uh, flying. And um, by the way, I won't get in the car with him anymore. No. Nope. Taking that trip. I don't know if you have, but I won't. Um I'd rather take a donkey in the back. Been there, done uh, that, yeah. yeah. No, so, don't need to do it again. So, yeah, we get there in about 10 minutes on, uh, it's like 60 kilometers or whatever it is. So, um, you know, he uh, gave me a price, and um, and I said, absolutely, so let's do it. And uh, and then I also gave him the 601s because the blue is the best seller, and it's uh, 601 blue. And, and it also it, has a dark wrapper. And it also has a dark wrapper, and it has a, uh, it's a uh, broadleaf, a Connecticut broadleaf. And uh, so just to alleviate those headaches, you know, I just had him uh, make him down there. And, um, you know, we, we took over about uh, 25% of his, uh, you know, of uh, his production there. And um, and everything's gone great. And I know who he is. And he's not only is he a friend, he, he's very, very, everything for him has got to be perfect. And I don't know of anybody else that I would have make cigars for me other than him just because his work ethics. And I know that he, if it's not perfect, he won't allow it to leave the factory. No, he is, uh, he's insane, insane about details. Uh, just, you know, I, I talk about the story all the time, but whenever you walk around a factory or his factory and you walk with him, the attention to detail that he's getting to on these conversations with everyone is he, amazing. He knows everybody's name. He knows everyone's name. He knows exactly what every blend is supposed to be like. They give him something to taste, and he says, uh, why does this taste like this? And, goes, and the guy will say, well, you know, we had to use this other tobacco because the other, uh, what we normally use was not ready. And he's like, no, 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 you can't use it with that. It's a completely different cigar now. He'll and show- then you taste it, yeah. and it's really, really close. Yeah, yeah It's really yeah. close, but no. no. But he, he, he really, he knows. He knows what he's doing. He's incredible. And again, I wouldn't allow anybody else, you know, to... To uh, make cigars for me, unless that have your name uh, on that it. has my name on yeah. it, yeah, and uh, that's the reason why he he's making the brands for me, you know, and 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 look, um, I'm no idiot. He's he's he he buys the best of the best too, so I can't get that. Yeah, and, he has the buying he, power to he, buy uh, yeah, all correct, the best tobacco. Correct. So we said, all right, let's do it, and so far everything's worked great, and uh, you know, his work ethic is. Not to get back on that subject, but it's, I mean, he knows, he's got over a thousand employees and he knows everybody's name. It's incredible. So, and uh, so tell us about some, some of the other Espinosa lines, like uh, one of our favorites here is a Laranja, Laranja Reserva. We love that cigar here. You know, it's, that, that was the hardest blend for me to make because uh, when you, Nicaragua, um, it's no secret for people in the industry, when you go to try to buy tobacco, they want to sell you what doesn't sell, what they can't get rid of. And so um, I was soaring out. I was uh, tasting some tobacco, and um, the guy shows me the wrapper. And I'm a big fan of Sinatra. And I read one time that he put he he put orange as the as the happiest color. And I always wanted to make a brand with an orange band on it. And then when they opened up the wrapper, um, it's a Brazilian Habana wrapper. Uh, the light hit it, and it did look orangey, very orangey. When that wrapper's uh, completely, um, you know, open. Um, it, it looks orangey. Now, when you roll it up into a cigar, it doesn't look as orangey. It loses it a little bit. It loses that, yeah. a little bit of that. Um, and um, 
I told the guy, give me a couple hands, uh, and I wanted to try to blend a cigar with it. And um, it was hard. It was hard because I had never worked with that wrapper in my life. I didn't know nothing about it, and, and none of my friends. And it's not the, a commonly used to, uh, it's not, tobacco. It's not. I think I'm the only one that's using it, yeah. and uh, I would love it to stay that way. Nobody <laughs> get any ideas out there. Um, so... Um, so when I get the, I started working on the blend. It, it took me a long time, um, and I couldn't ask anybody. Listen, what does this work well with? Because nobody's ever used it. So um, it took me a long time. Finally, made something that I that I enjoyed. Now the issue with that, Larange means orange in Portuguese, but that wrapper comes. Uh, n- Different variations, different colors. Yeah, like all rappers, they they have a different, so, you know, slightly different. So I couldn't use the, I couldn't use the darker one because it's no longer a orange, and the lighter ones are a lot thinner. I don't know what the brown is in the, Portuguese, the, 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 but it would I, be I don't know the brown, is, right? <laughs> so um, actually, I did two two blends: one with the darker wrapper and one with the lighter wrapper. And uh, I make cigars for a company, Carnitas and Anthony. Yeah, and um, I make a brand for them, uh, the Daddy Mac. Which worked out perfect because now he uses the darker wrapper and I use the lighter wrapper. Uh, the a completely different cigar, but I was able to use the the darker wrapper in a cigar, so there's not a lot of waste. And um, I'm I'm more into the lighter wrappers. I like not not that I'm a big fan of Connecticut, but I, I like to get the flavor of, of the blends. And then when you go into your darker wrappers, um, it's so overpowering that you really don't taste the blends. And some of your uh, your habanos. I'm a big big fan of habanos, but I like the lighter habano better than. So the, you're saying on a on a Maduro, the cigars tend to be more wrapper dominant. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. A- absolutely, and that's why I'm I'm because I retrohale let the smoke out my nose for those of you guys who don't know what retrohale is. We, we and, say it about once a show, so if they haven't heard that, if they by haven't now, heard that, okay. They, yeah. All right, so. Uh, um, I, I enjoy doing that, and uh, I get a lot more flavor. And I get a lot more flavor off the lighter Habanos. I'm a big fan. But the problem with the lighter Habanos is it's more fragile. You know, cigar tends to break a little bit yeah, more a little than, 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 than the darker ones. So that was one that uh, – and look, we have – we've had – I've had a 95 rated in, um, in your competitor's uh, um, magazine. Yeah, that's okay. You could say that name. You know, Um and it's been well received, and it's still it's still a hot seller for us. It's one of our best uh, sellers out there. It's an excellent cigar. We love it. So everyone tells me that it uh they get a a hint of citrus, but I promise all your listeners that I don't squeeze orange, lemons, or limes on. <laughs> I, I think it's a little suggestive. Now we smoke those cigars blind, so I don't think we've ever put citrus in our notes because I I, I don't part- me personally I don't I don't notice any citrus in it, but hey. You know, what are you going to do? So what other uh, what other cigars? I mean, one other cigar that if someone wants to. So we've talked about the Musielago. We've talked a little bit about the 601s and the Laranja. Give me one more cigar that, that maybe if you wanted to sort of introduce someone to the Espinosa portfolio, here's one other cigar that would be representative of our portfolio. Well, I did the Crema last year. It's the Espinosa Crema, which is a Connecticut uh, shade cigar. Um, everyone that picks up a Connecticut uh, cigar thinks it's mild. I didn't make a mild uh, Connecticut. I, I'm more into flavor. you know. And that, and that was another hard cigar for me to make because uh, there's not much flavor on the wrapper, at least not for me. 
you know, maybe it's because I've been smoking cigars for, for 30 years. But um, a Connecticut, it's also very dominant wrapper because uh, it, there's not much there. And it's very bitter. Okay, so you have to know what you're doing with the cigar to balance it out to take some of that bitterness. And especially Connecticut from Connecticut, it's a lot more bitter than the Connecticut uh, from Correct. Ecuador. So that the crema has a, a Connecticut, it, Connecticut. But, but, no, Connecticut from Ecuador. Oh, okay. It has it's a Connecticut from a Connecticut seed. From Ecuador. Grown in Ecuador. Yes, you can't call it Connecticut shade. Correct. I, I learned that about 10 years ago. Because uh, some people make that mistake, because um, it, it's not grown in the shade in uh, Ecuador. Yeah, they have natural they have cloud natural cover. Yeah. That, that is correct. You've learned a lot. In hey, listen, I, I've, I've been at it uh, not not twenty years, but maybe, I've been maybe, right maybe, there by your side. Maybe buddy. you can help me with some of the blends and all that. Yeah, but I was <laughs> corrected one that. time. I was corrected one time with that. So, um, yeah, and um, we made one, but I wanted to make one with a lot of flavor. You know, something you wake up in the morning, you can have your cup of coffee. You know, and, and that's probably the only time I'll smoke it because after you know lunch or or dinner time i want something stronger so in the morning with a cup of coffee uh, it's phenomenal but it's got a lot of flavor and you do taste it you know with or without retrohaling you know you get a lot of flavor in that cigar and that's that was like a gateway for us for people to start trying our cigars because we're known you know and if you know cigars to to make fuller body cigars yeah. and we do we do make you know a lot of fuller body cigars but it was something that i wanted to do for people just to try our cigars and then when they tend to smoke a lot longer then they their palate changes and they want something heavier. They want something more medium or, or full body. So well, that's I, I think, yeah, I think we find, and it happens even to us, right? Uh, you, your palate, not only does it change and evolve, but also you kind of, when you start to go heavy on, on one type of cigar and you spend a lot of time on that one type and you have a tendency to say, you know what? I want, I want to freshen things up and then you want to go the other way. Uh, so like lately, the last, I don't know, the last few days I've been just Maduro heavy and it's been a long time for me uh, where I've gone Maduro after Maduro after, like today I started with a Maduro and here I am now smoking the Musiello at the end of the day. So, uh, and it's been a couple of days of that and, and probably tomorrow I'll jump back the other way and, and freshen up the palate a little bit. I can't do that. I got to have my Habano and, you know, I got to have my, I'll do the crema in the morning and I'll do a Pinot's Habano. You know, I have to have a Habano once a day. You know, and I I smoke seven, eight, nine, ten cigars a day, depending. Especially if I'm doing an event, it's more than that. But I just get so much more flavor off the blend yeah. on, a, on a Habano wrapper. No, normally I would agree, but um, part of our job is to smoke every sure all kinds of cigars that. as our uh, as we're tasting things. Uh, and and it just so happens when you're meeting with uh, manufacturers and manuf- and they happen to give you today, that's what you came in with. If you would have brought a, an Havana, it would have changed things up. Because I know you were on a Maduro trip today. Yeah, you know? I was, I was yeah, on a bit of a Maduro yeah, kick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a little yeah, while ago, yeah, I smoked uh, La Gran Llave. Yeah. So, uh, but so let let's uh, let's switch up a little bit, get off of the cigars for uh, for a bit, and uh, you know we don't typically do this, but I want to make it a little fun. So let how about we do some bucket list? I mean, what's on your bucket list? What have you recently achieved on your bucket list that you uh, you want to talk wow. about? And what's on it still that is uh, outstanding on your bucket list? Well, I'm a big baseball fan. And, um, you know, back in the day, you know, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm big, you know, in the 80s, 90s, maybe early 2000s. But nowadays, it's for Talking me. Talking Don Mattingly type it, it, stuff. Yeah. The, the, you well, know, as a player, I, not a coach, I, I can't, not a manager. No, he's all right. I mean, you know, uh, 
He's got to do with the hand he's dealt. He's got to, you know? yeah, he's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you know. He's working with a. Uh, yeah, he's not working with a, a six pack. You know, no, he's no. he's a beer short of a six pack. But uh, you know, and it's a shame. You know, I'm being a Marlin fan. I um, we've given up B, uh, Babe Ruth twice, yep. <laughs> Miguel Cabrera and Stanton. Yep. You know, um, and getting back to the baseball, I, I with all my travels, I've been to every major league uh, baseball park, and that's something I always wanted to do. And I did it within like a, a year and a half. I went. Now I haven't seen a game in uh, in every stadium, but I've taken a picture in front of every stadium. What was your favorite? Um, well, what was your favorite where you saw a game? Well, I saw the World Series in Fenway with Kurt Schilling and the Bloody oh, Sock. I was awesome. there with my son, and um, you know, I've been there. I've been to that stadium uh, twice. Uh, I saw Pedro Martinez pitch uh, against the Yankees one game, um, and then I saw the World Series. Uh, they were playing the Cardinals. You know, and, and Fenway, I, I had these two tickets, and I was behind the Pesky Pole. I don't know if you know what the Pesky yeah, yeah, Pole is. Um, for you guys out there, don't know what the Pesky Pole is. Just the pole that's in, in right in the field, way. in the way. And um, you know, I had to turn my head to the right to see the uh, Schilling pitch, and then go to the left to see the guy hit. And it was it was crazy. So I went to the game one and game two, and then game two, um, it was separate tickets. Uh, I got the tickets with, uh, I don't know if you know Henry Villar. Yeah, of course uh, yeah, I Henry, know Henry Villar. Henry hooked me he's up. A, he's a baseball he's legend a big, here yeah, in Miami. Yeah, so um, he got me the tickets. And then game two, we um, I had seats one and two and uh, five and six because he had to go back home. So he left me the tickets. He goes, just stay with your son and, uh, and just give these tickets to my attorney and his son. So his attorney flew in. I met the attorney at the hotel. I gave him five and six. I told my son, hey, listen. Let's sit in one and two. We got to get up and get sodas or whatever, or popcorn, whatever. You know, we're right there. We don't have to bother nobody. He's all right, whatever. So I give the guy the tickets. I walk up to the stadium. Um, I'm behind third base, but right uh, right uh, behind the overhang. And um, the attorney, hey, Eric, hey, uh, what's up, buddy? He's got great views. And I sit down, one and two. I got one of those green posts right in front. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I was there. I was in the World Series, and... Uh, and, you know, by the last one I had. So the shilling, you were behind the pesky pole. And then the game two, and I then was. And the Pedro. Uh, yeah. Well, no, no, Pedro was. Oh, uh, no, Pedro was, was another there. game. Was another yeah, game. Sorry. Um, I forgot who pitched that one. Um, but they won. They swept the Cardinals. They beat them in four games. That was the same year that they were down 3 0 to the Yankees. Yep. And they came back and they. That was and, the uh, Boone, right? Bing. No, no, no. Boone hit the home run to beat. To beat them. No, no. This was when. Um, they were down. Uh, uh, they were down three nothing to yeah, the Yankees. Yeah, the, the Yankees, one they yeah, won that. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees won that one. And then you know I went to I uh, went actually, uh, the last stadium I needed was uh, the one in Toronto when I was there about four months ago, and so I've been to every stadium, not just in this country. I went to the one in Toronto, and I saw a game, a football game in uh, Lambeau Field with Rocky and his brother. We no went kidding. out there. How was that? Brett Favre second to last game. Those guys there, I'll never go again. Even though I love the town, but all they do is drink. Non-stop. They they get a first down and they buy a round of drinks for everybody. <laughs> and I don't want to tell you what happened when they scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was crazy. I, I didn't find a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts there. I didn't have a cup of coffee in three days. It Just was, beer. It, it, beer or margaritas or, or bourbon or scotch. It was crazy. It was, those guys, all they do is drink out there, man. Wow. It well, was crazy. Cold as it, it was cold. It was cold. It was Brett Favre's second to last game. They were playing Seattle. I think, that, and they won. The next game is they played the Giants, and they, uh, he threw the interception, the pick six, and um, and overtime, and, and Green Bay lost. But but um, it was great. And um, you talk about the bucket list. I mean, uh, the only thing I 
want to do is, uh, which is very much doable. I just haven't done it because I've had the time, but it's to go see the Fields of Dream, you know, in Iowa. The Field of Dreams, yeah. Yeah, in Iowa. You know? A little Kevin Costner. A little Kevin Costner, you know, that's something that, uh, everything else, I wanted to go to Europe and, you know, Italy to see the Coliseum. I named my, I have a bulldog and I named him Maximus because of the movie Gladiator. Ever since the movie Gladiator, I wanted to see the Coliseum. But as far as going anywhere, I've done it all. I'm not going to go to China. I'm never going to go to Japan because I cannot be in a plane for 24 hours. There's no way I can do that. You know, um, I don't have the patience to, yeah. to, to do that. So maybe you do. I don't. So going anywhere, no, I just I just want to see. Uh, and, you know, and, and last weekend, I um, something else I wanted to do, I want to do a, a bourbon trail. Uh, and I went to Buffalo Trace, and I did that. You know, so... Other than spending time with my family, uh, fields of dreams. Yeah. Field of dreams. What about uh, any physical things like uh, like jumping out and air- jumping out of a perfectly good airplane or anything like that? No, I like to have my two feet on the ground, man. Yeah. I've uh, I don't, I'm, and you got to pay for those things. I hear. I'm, I'm not going to pay uh, anybody to jump <laughs> off a plane. Dude. No, no, no. You, you know who's me? a big fan of that? My sister. Is she? Yeah, you see her there, that little, you know, and she's jumped out of a plane several times. There's no way I I, I would do that. Dude. It's I'm not. No, that's not me. I like to. I used to when I started in the business. I used to have to take Xanax to fly. I was I was scared uh, to fly. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up. My dad, uh, my dad worked for Eastern, so as a kid, we were on a plane every single weekend. So no, I, I grew up with no fear of flying, and even today, I mean, it's funny. I used to like, let's say, I had to do a trip on uh, Monday, and let's say, just pick. I had to be in Detroit uh, Monday. I would fly in on uh, on Sunday morning because I couldn't function with the Xanax, so. I would get there the day before, no and I did, yeah, dude, it was, it was bad. It was bad until I just one day, one day I um I'm at Dominican Republic. I take a Xanax to get home, and and I was divorced, and it was my week with my son, and I get home, and and I was out of it. I just out of it. My sister picked me up at the airport, and she looks at me, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "No, no, I just took a Xanax." Drops me off at the house. I went to bed, and it's I get there around. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and then now it's 6 o'clock. I wake up, and my son's, hey, Dad, I'm starving, man. And I just look at him. I go, how'd you get in the house? He said, you left the door open. It was wide open. And so I said, man, never again, man. So now I wing it. Now I really don't even care. It doesn't bother me. No? Uh, no Buffalo it, Trace it, on the uh, plane or something? No, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, I just got to watch a movie, though. I get bored. Yeah. Yeah, I get the, I get upgraded a lot because of, uh, you know, all the miles that I have. and. And every time I'm on a flight, there's never a TV. Every time I'm first class, American Airlines never has a TV. Everybody tells me about these great TVs they have, and this I've never been on a plane. With all the miles I have, first class, I've never been on a plane other than JetBlue that yeah. has TVs. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway. That's my so, luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey. Thank Can't. God for Netflix. I download a lot of movies. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> there, there are solutions for this. So uh, so bucket lists are, are out of the way. Now, you're also big into food. I am. So would you say, I mean, because from talking to you over the course of the last 12 years, you always bring up Italian food. Always. Is that your favorite yes. cuisine? Yeah, absolutely. And so you have some opinions on this. Because they feed you a lot. <laughs> that they do. <laughs> that they do. So so then give me give me what your, if you can go to just one restaurant anywhere in the, anywhere in the world for Italian food, where are you going? Wow. Don't worry about upsetting any of your friends here no, in restaurants I, I, in Miami. No, I, I, I would have to say Moderano's. I, I, I mean, whoa, yeah, I would have Cafe to say Moderano. Well, it depends what you want. You know, if you want meatballs, there's a phenomenal restaurant in South Beach, uh, Macaluso's. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's very the good. Meatballs are phenomenal. But I, I you know, um, 
I like going to Philly a lot, and I love their Italian there. Uh, Shout out to Renzuli. Renzuli, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, they take food to the next level. And you're talking Philly. about the Italians or the it, well, or and, and everywhere you go, you know, because I'm always fighting with them because I I call it a uh, pasta and they call it macaroni and I call it a sauce and they call it gravy, you know. And I tell them, so what do you have for Thanksgiving? Oh, that's brown gravy. Uh, so is yours red? No, it's just gravy. You know, I'm always uh, busting <laughs> yeah, the yeah. tails on that. Yeah, but they By the way, food. this is Renzuli is uh, Anthony Renzuli from Anthony Twin. Renzuli from Twin Smoke Shops yeah. in South Philly, a good friend of the company. Um, so I'm there one day, and, and his uh, his mother always makes me a um, Italian love cake. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, I don't even like chocolate. It's got ricotta cheese in it. It's phenomenal, phenomenal. So one day she goes, hey, "Eric, I'm going to make you a um, a pound cake." I'm like, oh, "I'm going to a pound cake of all things of all yeah. desserts, a pound cake." Yeah, yeah. Whatever, but I'm not gonna be rude. Okay, oh, thank course. you, Marie. So she makes the pound cake, cuts a slice, and, and I go, "Thank you, Marie." And she, oh, it's not done yet. So what else is there? She puts it in the toaster. Okay, that's how I eat pound cake, by the way. But I, I've ahead. never heard that. Oh, in my really? Life. Okay. I've never had. But what do you do, Sarah Lee's pound? Cake? That'll fall apart in a in a, in a not enemas an enemas pound cake. That's gonna fall apart in a toaster. No, it doesn't yes, fall it apart does. in a no, not a toaster oven. Flat toaster oven, boom. Oh, okay. And then you put a little bit right, of butter on right. it, and then life I, is good. I, I didn't know that. This is the first time ever. And I've told everybody that, I've told you. That's just something the, that I do. I didn't learn this from the Italians. You're the first guy I've ever But my last name sounds that. Italian, so maybe there's something yeah, there. No. But you're the, fir- you're the first guy that. Uh, no kidding. I, yeah. You heard it here first. L- listen, <laughs> you, you know what I eat for breakfast on there? Lemon regatta pancakes. Oh. Where do you get lemon regatta pancakes in South Florida? No, 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 no. I didn't. You get rice and I got, beans I got and rice and beans and, uh, <laughs> and a little bit more rice and beans, you know. <laughs> yes. A little bit of pork. So, yeah, so I look. I'm a big fan of the San Marzano tomatoes. So if I see a pizza place that use San Marzano tomatoes, I know it's good. You know, yeah. it is. Uh, I just. Uh, so, but you still haven't told me where you would. Oh, you said Moderanos. I said Moderanos. Uh, Moderanos. He's got one in. Uh, actually, he had one in the Hard Rock. I don't know if that's still there, but he had one in Oakland Park. He's got one in Vegas, and there's one in. A, in Atlantic City. Yeah, I went to the uh, the one in Broward with Rocky. Oh, did you? And as soon as we walked in, they had uh, they had Rocky, uh, the soundtrack from the movie on. Yeah, just to they, they, just to boost his ego a yep. little bit more. And <laughs> who paid who paid for the bill? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I don't I don't I don't ask those questions when I'm being taken somewhere. I don't ask. All right, all right. Yeah, I've so, been with him there a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we get stuck with the bill. He wouldn't do that to me. I'll write about it. <laughs> Eric, I left my credit card back at the hotel. <laughs> no, he's a good friend. I love no, Rocky awesome. to death. Yeah, I love Rocky to death. So, uh, so yeah. So that those are your that's your Italian food recommendation, Moderanos. You heard it here. So, uh, what else you got? No, I mean, um, you know, business. You got any events good. coming up? You got you do this uh, La Zona Palooza. I do the La Zona Palooza. I, I, I did it, but it's an invitation only. It's for guys out there that uh, buy our cigars, and they post a lot of our cigars, and uh, we look at that very carefully, and we invite only people that, that post our cigars and buy our cigars. So how do you get invited to La Zona yeah, Palooza? Yeah, that, was, uh, that uh, was the next question. Correct. You know, you uh, we created a big, big bunch of followings uh um out there it's just a great time and you've been there you know yep. it's uh it's three days of just smoking drinking uh dancing uh, uh singing, kickball and kickball. all kinds of we, games we did dodgeball dodgeball uh, that's right one that's year right. yeah yeah and we have a blast listen 
It's a, so oh, they, they got to follow you on social media first, right? They follow us on so, social media and uh, Instagram at uh, Eric Epinosa six hundred one, um, and then and the Facebook is uh, Eric Epinosa. Um, here's the thing, and I'm a firm believer that you got to dance with the people that, that that you brought to the dance, and all these guys all year long they they post cigars. So what I do is we add to the event. We don't take away, you know, because. Yes, these guys, they came by last year, but I don't feel good not inviting them again. So I invite everybody, you know. So every year you increase, a, we the, number increase the number of people. We increase the number of people that we So invite. you don't just uh, take someone out because No, because they, they went the year before. No, because it's not fair. You know, they're the ones that uh, we're here because of them. You know, if it wasn't for those guys, we wouldn't be in so, business. So these are Espinosa, like, Uber fans, right? Like, yeah. These is. are, like, the super fan of Espinosa cigars. Correct. And, and you know, we monitor that. Uh, so is there is there someone – so who does this monitoring? Eric Jr.? And then Danielle that works at the warehouse, and I do a little bit of myself. So, you know? so if someone is not on your radar right now, how do they get on the radar? Just start posting our cigars. Start buying Espinosa and, and posting, posting pictures. And, and posting pictures. And, and, do and do people get, get bonus it. for video? Uh, is there originality? You is... get three points for a video. <laughs> you get three points for a video and, and one for a picture. And five for running over the guy. No. Uh, so uh, it, It's a great time. It's a, great time. It's a got, good time. And when is that? It's it's in November, uh, early November. Uh, the first year we did it in March, but it so was listen, too guys, hot. chop chop, get on the uh, buying Espinosas and posting about them. Uh, absolutely, and that's the way if you ever want to come to La Zona Palooza. And what's La Zona? La Zona is the name of the factory where we make uh, almost all of our cigars. Of course, not the one that we talked about that AJ makes. So La Zona means zone. Get into the zone. So listen, get into the zone with our cigars. You know, and that's uh, and you'll get invited. Do you still do any <clears throat> any sort of trips down to uh, the factory? Because that was a big part early on. Right? I I I used to do it. Um, I still do it. Like I well, went on one with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I used to do it. Um, the problem is that um, you know, for me to get to Nicaragua, it's it's, it's hard because I I don't have the time. I'm more valuable to the co- uh, to the company and you know traveling in the states, and then that's why I taught Hector, you know, to help me with the blends and all that. And so by Hector, he we're talking about Hector Alfonso. Hector Alfonso, yeah, he works with us. And um, he goes down there like <clears throat> once every two months. And then I'll go five, six times a year, but I don't go as often as, as I used to. And then when I go, I like to, you know, work. You know, when you have a group, it's hard to to work while you have the group. You know, you have to get away and then you feel kind of embarrassed because you got to work and, and you leave the group alone. And I, I don't like doing that. And then I get kidnapped by AJ. I got to go see every every field and uh, every pilong. He'll show me the same pilong like three times in a day, <laughs> you know. And um, I just don't have the time. But, um, you know, it's something that we want to look into again and, and start doing it again. I've done, you know, I've done two trips this year already um, with guys who I owed the trips to that I promised that we were going to go. And, um, you know, we, and we've done it, and I got another one scheduled for, uh, for July. And so those guys that are on a trip to July, you're talking retailers? Retailers. They... I mean, retailers and some other consumers. Some of their best uh, uh, customers. customers, yeah. yeah. You know, so the... good stuff. So, uh, so again, if people want to find out more about Espinosa Cigars, it's EspinosaCigars.com. Is that what it is? EspinosaCigars.com, yeah. And then uh, you said earlier Instagram is Eric Espinosa 601 Something like that. Eric and Eric, by the way, is with a K. E R I K. E R I K Espinosa, six hundred one. That's the Instagram and uh, Facebook. It's just Eric Espinosa. Yeah. So now let me ask you a question. What's on your bucket list? Let let them know. They they want to know. Your fans want to know. 
So I used to be big into diving, scuba diving. Okay. And uh, I've always wanted to dive the Great Barrier Reef. So that's something that I never got to do. And now we're just so damn busy that just getting to Australia is is uh, is almost impossible uh, with this magazine. But that is something that I would like to do. That's on my bucket list. Well, let me know how it goes because there's no way I'm going to Australia being on a plane for well, that's a lot longer flight. Though. That's a long flight, yeah. yeah. But so yeah, that that's part of the problem, right? But that's on my bucket list, and uh, you know, these uh, like a couple of a uh, couple months ago, I got to sit down with uh, a group of Michelin star chefs. And uh, I got to meet them. I, I hung out with Thomas Keller, uh, uh, Chef Lung uh, out in Hong Kong. So where did you meet them at? They were, uh, it was a Davidoff event uh, where they're doing the new Chef's Edition, and and so we got to meet these guys. And one of the thing at our table it was Chef Lung. So I'd like to go to his restaurant in in Hong Kong. Right. So. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's you, also something he, I want to do. Where'd you meet him at? Where, 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 where were you guys at? This was at Davidoff's Field. They, they. Oh, uh, in Dominican. Yeah. So in uh, in Hikome. Oh, okay. Um, I've never been to one, and uh, I've to a Michelin restaurant. I've never Michelin been to a restaurant. I've, I've never had the time. I mean, there's two in San Francisco. There's a couple in Vegas, right? There's yeah, like New, one yeah. in New York or yeah, two yeah. in New York. No, New York. There's Per Se, which is one. Uh, there's none in Miami. Huh? No. No, there's none in Miami. Yeah. Um. I've never... Now there are Michelin star chefs who have restaurants in right. Miami, but those Correct. restaurants themselves. Right. Uh, one of them is Daniel Boulud in uh, in downtown, or is it downtown? Yeah. So uh, DB Bistro, and it's a great restaurant, by the way. Have you been to any of them? Yeah. Well, in Fran- in uh, Belgium, Nick and I, I cannot remember the name of the restaurant. And how was the food? It was excellent. The food was excellent. It's just not enough of it for me. Correct. That's what. That's... But but the food was amazing. So you, you went to McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> no. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> no. They don't feed you, bro. Uh, <laughs> but listen, uh, also Thomas Keller, uh, French Laundry, I've also been to, which is again yeah. unbelievable. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's my bucket list, man. I've, uh, I mean, I'm I, a man of simple tastes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the holes in the walls, man. I don't care how many I stars do too. I, do too, I like man. I like the holes in the wall. And you know, and I, I, you know, I get guys that call me all the time. You know, hey, listen, they're on vacation, or they travel. Hey, I'm in um, Wisconsin. Where do I eat? You know, and well, what city are you in? And you know, and most of the times I know I because I follow uh, Guy Fury and some of the diners dive in and dive. Uh, some of them are okay, and some of them are great. I just went to one in Kentucky, which he raved about. Um, I'm not even going to mention the name because I don't think it was that good. Uh, uh, you know, they season the, the shrimps, and they leave the shells on the shrimp. So, I mean, uh, and I know you get more flavor cooking the, the the shrimps with the shells on. But once you sucked on the shrimps a little bit, it was gone. Uh, yeah. And then you have to peel them. And, look, I'm not paying a lot of money to peel shrimps. Do all that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, some of them are spot on, and some of them are, you know. I remember being. But that's part of the that's part of the joy of the hole in the wall, right? It's just discovering these places. Sometimes you have some misses. I mean, that, that's just part of it. Yes. And one day I was in uh, I was in Cleveland, Ohio, and he, and he had an episode. And I was watching it, and one restaurant was in Cleveland, and the other one was in Miami. I'm in Cleveland, and I live in Miami, so I said I'm going to do that. Um, so the next day was a Saturday. On Sunday, I wake up. I, I went to the shop. I invited a couple of guys to go to the restaurant to check it out. Um, and it was great. It was. It's called Oak and Ember. I think it's a Chester for you, Ohio. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, and they have a chorizo meatloaf. No kidding. It was phenomenal. Yes. 
was from a it was chorizo meatloaf. Meat that's yes. you know what that sounds like a little bit like boliche, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and but it was it was it was incredible. And then the next, uh, then I flew out. And the uh, Miami one, what was Miami, that? Uh, Blue collar. It's okay. One, yeah. You've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because of you, I've heard of it. Yeah, well, it's in Biscayne. There, a lot of people have never heard of it. But uh, it's a little hole in the wall. But the food's amazing, you know. And um, you don't have to fly to uh, to to Hong Kong to. <laughs> I, I hear you. Man. I think I it's a you. might be a four star. You know, you <laughs> save the flight, bro, and then you <laughs> eliminate a star, and <laughs> that's you know, good. and uh, that's you, good you stuff. Any good food, you know. Well, thank you for joining us, man. That Thanks was, for uh, having me. It was a good man. time. Thank you for bringing the cigars, and thank you for uh, for all these awesome cigars that you've been putting out. Thank and uh, you. keep up the good work, man. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks to Eric for dropping by and doing that interview. As always, thank you for listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Rate and review us while you're there. You can also find episodes of the podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. Share this episode with friends and fellow smokers who you think might be interested in this interview. If you're a social media person, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cigar Snob Mag. Finally, make sure to send any feedback, questions, or comments to feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. We might just respond to you right here on the podcast or in the pages of Cigar Snob Magazine. So thanks for listening. Until next time, again, I'm Nick Jimenez, and this is the Cigar Snob Podcast. At Cigar Snob Magazine, we know that man cannot live on water alone, which is why we keep a healthy stockpile of safra rum at the office. I'm Nick Jimenez, Senior Editor of Cigar Snob Magazine, and I'm here to tell you that every time we crack open a bottle of Safra Rum, we are impressed. In fact, I'm kind of hydrating with Safra Rum right now. It's unlike anything else, in part because of Safra's small batch approach. They use only hand-cut sugarcane and process it into top-grade molasses, distill in column stills, and ferment in a proprietary locally grown yeast. The rum master then ages the virgin rum in carefully selected bourbon oak casks. The end result is a rum masterpiece that's great for top shelf cocktails, drinking it on the rocks, or even just drinking it neat, which, by the way, is what we did when we paired this in the pages of Cigar Snob Magazine with the Oliva Serie B Melanio. But it goes great with just about any cigar. Here's what we had to say about Safra rum. Quote, the rum introduces smooth, honey, caramel, and molasses flavors that start to complement the coffee, chocolate, and spice from the cigar. Safra also received an exceptional 95-point rating from the Beverage Tasting Institute, so we are not the only ones who are crazy about this stuff. It's just another one of their prestigious awards. Ask for Safra Rum at your favorite retailer, restaurant, or bar. Make sure you follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Safra Rum. That's Z-A-F-R-A rum safra rum always drink responsibly and remember that there is no rum without safra <laughs>